Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. Uh, this today, we're actually very excited to have uh, Aiden Heim, known as the Comeback Kid. Uh, article was written about him in the Lawrence Eagle Tribune last Sunday. Aiden's a senior at the high school. We're going to have him introduce himself to you in a second. Uh, our topic today is um, just a really interesting topic. Um, Aiden is going to talk a little bit about why... Um, the resiliency he had to do, he was cut as a basketball player as a junior um, and then made a decision to, uh, to work on his game and give, give it another shot. And we're going to talk about how that actually worked out for him. So we got a number of questions for him. But before we get started, let's, uh, let's uh, turn it over to Aiden Heim to uh, let us know who is Aiden Heim. Uh, thank you, Rick. Uh, so basically, as you said, I'm a senior at the high school. Uh, I'm on the varsity basketball team. And uh, before high school, I was always a baseball player throughout elementary school and middle school. Uh, but I decided to give that up for basketball in my freshman year, actually, of high school. Uh, I got two brothers, um, and my family loves to vacation a lot. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And you, you failed to mention that you're also a, a very popular summer fun counselor, right? Oh, yes, I am. Uh, two summers here at Summer Fun. Two summers. Well, we love having Aiden around, and we've known Aiden since he obviously started coming to the youth center as an elementary school kid, and then through middle school, and then obviously through his high school years. So, Aiden, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about today was a little bit about your own life story on this. So, um, this is a time of year, there are a number of sports at the high school in, in, in every town where they are cut sports, so they're not sports... Uh, necessary like football, which is a non-cut sport, or track, or, or a few other sports, maybe wrestling that is not a cut sport. But there was a number one's baseball, uh, basketball, and other sports. And obviously basketball is real tough because, you know, a team has anywhere from 12 to 15 players, and uh, at any given time only five guys can be on the court at one time. And uh, you were someone that had been playing basketball since I've known you, and uh, last year as a junior, you had played, if I'm correct, freshman in, in JV basketball for North Andover. Mm -hmm. And then as a junior, it's always the difficult year where you either make the varsity or you get cut. And uh, you were ready to make the varsity last year. You went to tryouts, and then after a couple of days of tryouts, uh, coach had to bring you in and tell you you didn't make the team. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about, like, what, what was the initial feeling when you heard that news and uh, – what were the emotions going on with that? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when he first told me, uh, it, it hit kind of hard because, you know, when you're in high school and you're doing something your whole life, you uh, – I mean, as a kid, at least for me, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of people, their dream is to play varsity basketball uh, or even further than that. So, I mean, the news did hit hard, and it was upsetting to hear. But um, after a while, like, I, I looked myself – like, I looked at myself and realized i got to keep pushing. So I remember because, uh, and this happens a lot, a lot of the kids that I know grew up at the youth center, um, you know, I saw you back here, whether it be playing at the youth center or Black Knights, and uh, you came in my office and you told me you got cut, and, uh, you know, it, obviously it's tough news for me to hear that because in a perfect world, I'd want every kid to make the team. Um, and your reaction was um, you, you were pretty down. I mean, that's a clear, you know, analysis in terms of that you were frustrated that you didn't make the team. Uh, what I did like about you is you didn't do a lot of blame. And so I've had kids in my office that, you know, blame the coach or blame the system or in some case blame so-called politics and things like that. But you were really down and you didn't make it. 
Um, and I, I remember talking to you about other opportunities, like the basketball's a, a lifetime sport. You can play for forever and told you some of the opportunities we had down here. And then, um, you know, you had been involved with AAU, so you, would, you know, we had done a little bit of that. So, you know, I think you appreciated our conversation. It didn't change anything. You didn't mm-hmm. make the team. Um, and then you had to make some decisions. So what was it like in terms of basketball for you after you found out you didn't make the team? through the winter where I actually saw you at some games, obviously supporting the guys that made the team. Uh, and I know people had come up to you in the springtime saying, hey, is Aiden, are you going to try to make it again? Well, what were you feeling during that whole period of time? I mean, originally my first thought was, I mean, it's over. I mean, I got cut my junior year. There's no way I can make it my senior year. And uh, obviously, again, I was very upset. But uh, during that time, I had a lot of people coming up to me like, oh, man, you should still try out. Like a lot of my friends that are playing this year, um, so that was really what drove me to want to try out again. But like I said, um, I was pretty upset about the whole situation considering I had been playing my whole life. Uh, so that's now we talk about self awareness. You know, that's a that's a big word for me. And mm-hmm. when you work for me in the summer, we we talk about looking in the mirror. And you you actually mentioned that you looked in the mirror. Um, what when you looked in the mirror, what did you see? Uh, I, I saw like I saw myself like I know I have a lot of uh, I'm a talented basketball player like I know that myself like not everyone may see that but I knew that just like I, I didn't work hard enough that last off season or at least as hard as I could have and uh, that was the difference between this year and last year I worked a lot harder this year and that's why I made the team now last springtime did you play AAU again last springtime uh, yeah I did I played for uh, the storm and what did did that rejuvenate you a little bit? Did that, you know, obviously you had fun playing basketball, but at that point, if I remember correctly, you and I had a couple of conversations. You were non-committal about, you know, pursuing trying out again. Uh, yeah. So basically, for me, AAU in high school has been like two completely different worlds for basketball. AAU has always been something where I'm meeting new people, playing with new people, and it's like mostly games and not um, as many practices. So I always enjoy that. Like everyone likes to play games, but um. Yeah, so at that point, I didn't want to, like, at that point, I was didn't want to put the time back in because I, like, had pretty much given up, and I was so upset about it. So that's why I played AAUs, because mostly for fun to meet new people. But So when did you start thinking, yeah, maybe I want to take a look at giving another try at this? Uh, so actually, one of the main influences was during the summer when I was working here, I made a lot of good friends with the uh, juniors. So Matt Kutch, Jack Castellanos, uh, Chris Pensavalli, uh all of them. And once I got close to them, like they were just telling me, like, imagine how fun it'd be. Like we'd all be, and especially Kyle Moore too. Uh, we've been best friends. We played through middle school and everything. So like, we've always talked about what it'd be like to play again. So they were really like one of the biggest influences as to why I played again. So. So when did you make that decision? Was it after the summertime or was it during the summertime? It was probably about the end of July when summer fun was ending or first week of August. Uh, I made my final decision that I was going to play. Um, I told you that I was going to do BST and I wanted to get back into things. So that was around the time when I figured it out. Yeah, I was a little surprised because um, I had had a conversation with you, I think, early in the summertime, and uh, Kyle's father, Mr. Moore, mm-hmm. big fan of yours, would yeah. always, whenever I'd see Mr. Moore, he'd be saying, you know, Aiden Himes got to try out for the team. I think he could help us next year. And again, uh, my answer to Mr. Moore was, 
Well, Aiden's got to make that decision if he wants to. So at some point, at the late summer, whatever, um, you started to make a decision that you wanted to. So take me through what you had to do in your mind over the next few months uh, to get that opportunity in December to try out again. Um, I knew I had to get in better shape. Uh, most of all, I was I was pretty out of shape. So I know BST, it's like it's it's a tough workout, but uh, I knew it helped. So I got to push through that. I did that all fall uh, every Thursday and Saturday, and for the first time, I actually went to the gym pretty often to play basketball. And uh, it's not as competitive as I would have hoped, but like everyone's everyone's a dog there. So at the YMCA, so that helped a lot too. So you did a lot of things on your own. You, you mentioned our, you know, BST training mm-hmm. program. You've mentioned going over to the Y, and I'm sure you played at a variety of different places. Yeah. Um, you looked in the mirror. You said you had to get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if I'm correct, Coach Tanglis put you on the Fall League uh, roster. Is that correct? Did you play in the uh, Fall yeah, League? Yeah, I played the, I played the ha- second half of uh, Fall. Okay, and what was it like playing on the, on the fall league? And that's the fall league that is actually run here at the youth center mm-hmm. um, with a number of high school teams or whatever. So what was that like for you? I mean, I feel like it was a good uh, at least starter just to get like a taste of what it was like playing against uh, varsity-level players because, like you said, I've been play- I played freshman in JV, but I never really hit that top competition. So I feel like that was just a good way to at least get me a little bit of exposure against uh, the talent, the, like, top tier talent so nice so you you felt pretty good about yourself at that point uh at that point like i said i still needed to get in shape i was still working but i felt like uh i could somewhat keep up with everyone so i knew if i worked towards it i could i could be pretty good so all right so take me through you make a decision you do all the paperwork i guess that's required that all the high school kids have to do to try out Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's paperwork physical stuff like that and then you go to the tryouts which this year i think was the first week in december um and uh i know i ended up getting a call from you three days in after i guess when tryouts were actually over so tell me what was it like going back there for trials now you had been cut the year before um, same coaching staff that had cut you, um, and they're there, and you're with some new people, obviously. So tell me how the tryouts went. I mean, I was pretty nervous uh, going into the same place that I went last year, and uh, the news wasn't what I had hoped it would be. I mean, I was pretty nervous, but I went in, I, I worked hard, and things just went my way this year. I mean, I worked, like I said, a lot harder on the off season this year as opposed to last year, so I feel that helped a lot. So how did you find out you made the team? I'm intrigued to hear. What was that like? Actually, Tanglis called me into his office and uh, just me. So that really scared me because usually he's calling everyone else in the groups. But uh, when he first called me in, he originally told me that I wasn't guaranteed any minutes. And he told me that I could have been just a practice player. So uh, if I really wanted to play, I had to let him know. But my I wouldn't necessarily be a rotational man at that point. So... Uh, I had to be okay with uh, a role that not everyone maybe would be okay with. So, so you were told you made the team, but mm-hmm. that there were no guarantees. I guess yeah, is what, exactly. Is that what you're saying? There were mm-hmm. no guarantees. Um, yeah, because I ended up. I was I was actually driving home from Newburyport. I remember this, and my phone rang, and it was Aidenheim, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, you basically said you made the team, and you had kind of like a. Uh, level voice it wasn't like hey I made the team uh, you said I made the team and I was 
I was probably more pumped for you than you sounded on the phone. But then your next line was, but coach didn't guarantee me anything. And I think I said to Aiden, like, so what, right? I mean, you got to go out and try to, to prove it. But your goal was to make the team, and that day you made the team, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so take me through um, the start of the season. If I'm correct, you started off almost on the injured reserve, so to speak. Yeah. So how has it gone from the day you found out you made the team until, you know, we're halfway through the season now? How, how's it worked for you? How did it gradually become what it is right now? Uh, so basically, uh, as you said, the injured reserved. Um first practice i got elbowed in the head by a teammate and uh split my head open a little bit oh okay yeah so um was that a practice or a scrimmage oh uh, yeah that was at practice okay and uh i was a little late on the stitches i didn't get i didn't get them uh so my mom my mom's actually a nurse but she uh just taped it up so okay that's a pretty nasty scar but um and then i was finally starting to get back into things uh, i was starting to practice and then we had our second scrimmage i believe against pentucket and in that game, my first, I think, 40 seconds in, I strained my Achilles. So that was, I mean, that, that was pretty bad. I, I was upset because my first opportunity sh- uh, to prove Tangles that I can play, uh, I got hurt again. So it was pretty upsetting. But uh, after that, it took me about a week to get back into things. And uh, I was pretty out of shape when I first came back to practice. But uh, I knew I had to work hard. And I worked. I've been working hard up until now. And I'm going to continue to work hard. But... Um, I slowly started getting into the rotation, and I think Tangos realized that I could uh, I actually have something to bring to the table. So um, he's starting to play me more and more, and now I'm finally starting. So it's been it's been great. Yeah, I mean you're kind of being light about this. The reality was you were on injured reserve, you weren't playing any time, and then you finally worked yourself and got into the rotation. And you're even saying to yourself you had to get into shape, but you mm-hmm. got into rotation. And then uh, the team actually goes on a uh, three or four game winning streak uh, with you in the starting lineup. And, uh, you know, you never know how what coach may be deciding as far as going the rest of the season. But you've now kind of nailed this position as being a, a starter. And how productive have you been as a starter? I mean, offensively, uh, my teammates are doing a great job at finding me. Uh, they make it a lot easier to make shots when they drive, uh, bring the defense in and give me a dump down. So offensively, I think I've been pretty good uh, finishing around the rim. But uh, I think I've been okay defensively. Like I said, I still need to get in better shape. But um, I think I've been pretty good so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually been, as you know, I've been to the games. And, you know, 18 points, 11 rebounds last week. You uh, The game against Lawrence last night, you had 14 points, double-digit rebounds. And uh, – so is it now becoming the year that you were hoping it be for you individually? I mean, I never, I never thought I'd get this much recognition, but uh, this is great. I mean, I always like, I've always wanted to play on varsity, but I never thought I'd be in the starting lineup. So uh, just hearing my name called out uh, with the starters is it's surreal. So what was it? What was it like for your parents? Obviously, your parents love you. You're the son. Uh, they support you in basketball. Um, how's it been for them when you got cut last year and then obviously made the team now and now a big part of the team? How are your, fa- how are your parents feeling about this? Uh, I mean, last year my parents were just as upset as I was because uh, I know I've been putting the time in to play basketball, but they put in just as much time driving me to God knows where for AAU tournaments, driving me at 7 o'clock in the morning to BST. So uh, they were pretty upset about it because they were working just as hard as I was. So. Uh, when I made the team this year, 
uh, you know, my parents are always like, oh, you're the best player ever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they think I'm the greatest player in the world. So it was uh, great news for my parents. They were so happy for me. So Yeah, I think what's sometimes we don't understand as much is how much effort and time parents got to go into it. Um, like you said, driving to all tournaments, getting you up in the morning and being supportive. Of this. So they, they live it as much as you guys live mm-hmm. on that. So then about a week ago, I, uh, I had a conversation and Coach Tangles told me there was going to be an article about you in the paper. And, you know, Lawrence Eagle Tribune does a really nice job, you know, highlighting our, our boys and girls that play all the sports or whatever. So I actually thought, oh, that's great. It's probably going to be a little blurb in the paper. And then I open up my paper on Sunday morning and I see this uh, basic two pages with the comeback kid. Uh, some great pictures of you um, and a great article. So tell me how that all came about and what was that like? Uh, I was honestly very surprised. Uh, I got a text from Tango saying that the Tribune might interview me. I was like, what? I mean, uh, I was super surprised. But he told me, and then he told me he was gonna come to practice and take pictures of me. But uh, yeah, like you said, it, you were expecting a little blur in the paper. I thought it was gonna be. Just a picture of me, come back hit, and little little caption. But uh, you decided to write two pages on me, so. Well, it was a, it was a great article, Aiden. Yeah. And, uh, I actually cut mine out and had you autograph it for <laughs> me here, and we have it at the youth center. And uh, but it was a great. It was ent- it was entitled the comeback kid, and mm-hmm. the focus of the article, which was great, was talking about a kid who got cut from his team and had the resiliency and the fight to come back and have a success story where, you know, last year you're not on the team at all, and this year you're, you're becoming a productive young basketball team. Um, now, in terms of the team, um, hasn't been the greatest year in terms of wins and losses. Talk to me a little bit about what's it like as being a teammate and what how's the team doing? Uh, I personally think we go – I think we're a little overlooked – or under – what's the word for – I don't, I don't think people see Underappreciated yeah, or under, overlooked in yeah, a way. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I think we're a really talented team. Uh, we have we make a lot of mistakes in the games, which uh, are things we can work on. But, um, I mean, I love the team this year. We're all, we all get along so well. Uh, we're all best friends. So that, like, that goes a long way, uh, being, like, that close to their team because uh, you trust each other outside of basketball. You trust each other on the court, too. So when we're all – uh, if someone falls on the floor, we all hustle over to get them back up. We all high five. We all uh, clap for each other. So um, our bond, uh, I think, really helps us as a team because it just uh, fortifies that chemistry in a way. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys really get along together. I think the chemistry with you guys is great. As you know, um, I was brought in uh, to do a little culture workshop with you guys uh, at the beginning of the season. I, I do it for like four high school basketball teams during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and love obviously doing the hometown team. This is my second time doing the North End of the basketball team. And we, I think we had like a three-hour workshop where we talked yeah. about a lot of things, thought it was great. Uh, and since then, I've been back two other times to meet with the team and kind of, you know, take the temperature of where you guys are at and one of the overwhelming things for me is uh, how much you really like each other you're it's a it's a close-knit group uh the record obviously is not the most impressive right now five and nine but you have a brutal schedule um just lost to lawrence last night doesn't get any easy you got to go to central catholic on friday and then there's andover low and haverhill so it doesn't get easier but how do you like your chances down the stretch here um i think as a team we've had a such an improvement uh, i mean if you look at us in the first game 
uh, we looked like we didn't even know how to play basketball. But now uh, I feel like we're really coming together. Uh, in practice, we're all working so much harder than we were at the beginning of the season. And uh, we've just taken a big step forward, I think. Uh, we look a lot better on the offensive end. And I think in a big way, we've we hustle a lot more. So I feel like that's helping us a lot. So maybe at the beginning of the season, um, I didn't think we didn't have a chance against these uh, tough uh, Division One teams, but uh, I definitely think we have a much better chance now. So yeah, I mean that was a, it was a game last night again, a lot of mistakes and things, but uh, it was a six point game in the fourth quarter at Lawrence, which is um, which is pretty good. So obviously you move on to uh, Central Catholic. So let me talk to you a little bit um, more about in terms of some advice that you would give. Um, some kids and we're gonna we were gonna do this as part of a final word but I want to get to you right now what would you say to the kids that maybe have been cut in the past or a kid that eventually will get cut in the past you know who may want to do what you did what's your advice to that person uh, I say the biggest advice is if you love the sport don't give it up um, being cut is just a minor setback and you has always have the next year to prove yourself so uh, if you love the sport uh, work your butt off because uh, nothing's guaranteed, so keep working. Just keep working. Now, the other thing is you actually looked in the mirror, as you said, and you said when you the year that you got cut that you didn't really feel like you did a lot in the off season. Mm-hmm. What's your message to maybe some kids that are actually playing high school basketball now or any sport that feel like they're safe because they made the team? What would you say to those kids that maybe need to do a little bit more? Uh, I mean, with that, at least with my high school, Nothing, nothing at all is guaranteed. Uh, you could be in the starting lineup one night. Uh, you could not play the next night. Uh, it's all about how hard you work and how much time you want to put into the sport. Basketball is it's a year-round sport. You gotta, you gotta be playing all the time. You can't like give an entire season up and then uh, expect to be just as good as you were when you were working. So uh, you always gotta keep working. You can't take th- take things for granted. Uh, yeah, just got to keep working. Yeah, like our captain, one of our captains is Kyle mm-hmm. Moore, who was a four-year varsity player. And mm-hmm. our other captain is Jack Morin, who a lot of people didn't think was going to be a varsity player, made it as a junior, and he's a captain now. Uh, what do you think uh, Jack Morin and Kyle Moore think about how you came back the way you did? Um, I think they're both uh, proud of me because, like, everyone knows that getting cut, that's not a good feeling. So um, I know I have their support. And I knew I had the support either way if I did or didn't make it. But um, I think especially for Kyle, we've always been, like I said, great friends. So uh, just to be able to play together again has been great for us. So. And I know your, your big champion, Mr. Moore, sits up in the stands, and he's very happy because oh, yeah. he was always probably your biggest fan mm-hmm. besides your parents, uh, which was great to see. Um, let me ask you a couple of things. Um, obviously, this Sunday when this article came out and uh, thought it was great, it was also a sad day in the basketball world and, uh, when we lost Kobe Bryant. Uh, where were you when you heard that news, and, and how did how did you feel about that? Um, so, actually, I was sitting in my bed watching TV, and I got a text from, uh, actually, Jack Morin because I believe he saw Madeira, uh, Coach Medeiros' Twitter. And uh, when he told us, we were like the he t- he texted in our group chat, uh, our basketball group chat, and we we're like, oh, there's no way. Uh, so like, I'm sure not just me, but um, I went on Safari, started like spam refreshing refreshing the feed to see if there was anything on it, and I didn't see anything on it, so I was like, oh yeah, it's fake. But uh, he sent us the TMZ post that I think they were the first people to correct uh, post out about it. But um, 
I was I was like when I found out it was actually true, it was I was devastated. I mean, I was never a diehard Kobe fan. I wasn't like going on YouTube every day watching highlights and everything. But um, just someone who's done so much for the game of basketball, like you you hate to see that happen. And especially his daughter too. Like I'm not a parent, obviously, but like in a parent's perspective, like that you're losing your daughter, it's terrible. So. I mean, you mentioned Coach Medeiros, and as you know, I'm pretty tight with Coach Medeiros because he helps me with the BST program, and, and you know that's his idol. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, that's actually how I found out. I came out of a, a gym that I was watching a game, and uh, I saw his uh, his tweet about it, and I immediately had to give him a call, make sure he's he was doing okay. But obviously earth-shattering news, uh, you know, Kobe – you know, obviously, I'm a lot older than you guys. Michael Jordan was kind of my idol, not Kobe, but always respected the way he played the game. And you know, we we, we implement a lot of Kobe mm-hmm. Mamba philosophy um, mentality into our BST program, and you know the the Mamba drill we do and everything else. So obviously, it was a really tough time for anybody. And you know, as a parent, you'll be there someday. Um, you know, it was hard enough hearing about Kobe dying, but uh, I mean, I was I was shattered when I heard about Gigi. You know, and who I've been following on social media, and was a terrific young lady and, and a basketball player in her own right, and uh, just tough news. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, we continue to to push and play the game the way he played it. And I think uh, for a guy like you, I think he'd be impressed with your resiliency that you, uh, you know, you fought through this. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it was a life skill for you. And uh, we're obviously very proud of you on that. So you're a senior at the high school. Um, what's the future hold for Aiden Heim? Uh, next year, I plan to attend Merrimack for uh, four years. I'm planning on majoring in uh, marketing and I'm still deciding whether I'm going to uh, finish with a minor in business management but uh, those are the plans so. what would you like to do with that marketing degree as you get older um, I haven't looked too much into it but uh, I'm a basketball player so I mean marketing for a sports team would be that would be ideal but um, I really don't know I, I want to see what the future uh, holds and what opportunities I can get in college so uh, Merrimack offers a lot of um, internships, so I'm going to take my chances with those and see if I uh, like anything. Well, I'm sure you'll be a great success. Um, if I'm correct, I think you guys got like five games left in the regular season. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, five. And then uh, you have qualified for the Division Two North State Tournament through a rule called the Sullivan Rule, mm-hmm. um, which you won't. You could still have 10 wins, but if you don't, we've qualified through the Sullivan rule, which is basically you have to have a 50% record against um, teams in your division because we play mostly Division One teams. So you know that you're going to make the tournament. What do you think? What do you think about the Knights getting to the tournament? Uh, I think a lot of people are going to look at us and be like, why is a team with, say, uh, well, as of now we have five wins. Right. Uh, so however many we get at the end of the season, but everyone's gonna look at us like, oh, how do they make the tournament? But uh, I think we got a good shot. Uh, we got a good team, and uh, if we keep pushing, I think we can make a real run. So awesome! And obviously, everybody here in North Andover wish you guys the best of luck. We've had two very successful years with the basketball team ending up in the Songus Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, obviously, this is a little bit of a step back this year, but who knows? We can get get hot and get on a run. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have to say about your your coaching staff? Remember, it's the coaching staff that cut you, and it's the coaching staff that actually put you back on the team and. 
are believing in you right now? Thoughts about uh, Coach Tangles and the, and the staff? Uh, being with Tangles, I mean, gave me pretty gave me some pretty tough news, but you know that he he's a great coach. He knows what he's doing, and as you as you've told our team uh, many times, he he's the most prepared basketball coach ever. <laughs> like he prepares us so well for every game. Uh, we go over just about anything we can go over. So. Uh, when he cut me, like at first, I was like, "Oh, for real? Why are you doing this?" But uh, um, I know he's making the best decision for the team to be uh, the most successful. So, what do you think the whole experience to for you has taught you about life? Uh, don't back down. I mean, uh, I'm not always gonna get say the promotion or the job I want, but that doesn't mean I just give up and do something else. I mean, I could always keep pushing uh, to do what I want or do what I love. So. Nice. All right, we like to give our guests the final word. And we talked about the message you wanted to send to maybe the kids out there. But let's give us one more final word. Anything that you want to say to our listeners about, you know, the comeback kid? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly agree. It's a great article. Uh, I like I want people to see my story because uh, for the people that are in a similar situation to me, they could use that uh, in a way as motivation to keep working because, uh, like I said, nothing is guaranteed. So if you keep working, uh, good things will come out of it. So That's great advice. Now, obviously, I know your parents love the article and probably your extended family, but what kind of feedback did you get from just friends or around the high school? I mean, we go in our gym now, and people said, oh, that's the comeback kid. We got the big article in the gym. What kind of feedback did you get from just regular people? Uh, a lot of the kids actually didn't see it, but um, my teammates were – now they call me the Tribune kid sometimes. The Tribune kid. Um, or Mr. Tribune, actually, I should say. But uh, a lot of the teachers were congratulating me in school. Um, I think uh, adults read the news more than yeah, most of the teenagers. That's but, true. Um, that's true. And how'd that make you feel? Uh, it was a little overwhelming, actually. Uh, I've never really gotten the attention that it's bringing me, so uh, a little overwhelmed, yeah. Well, well-deserved. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the uh, podcast and, and kind of sending a message here. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is that uh, this is a really good story, Aiden. And, uh, you know, you know what I think of you. You've worked for me here. I've known you since you were a young kid. Uh, we love you. And uh, it's really good to see a good thing happen to somebody. And I, I like the message that, you know, you got to look in the mirror, right? You got to mm -hmm. figure it out and, you know, you don't give up. And then you talk. That's why I asked about the life skills on the whole thing because, yeah, you might not get a promotion sometime or the job might not work out or you might have a tough boss or whatever. And hopefully those stuff is actually will help you along that way. But mm -hmm. again, a great article. Thanks for autographing it for us. And uh, I want to wish you and all the guys on the team as well as our, our girls basketball team that's doing very well. Best of luck to everybody the rest of the season here. And uh, let's go surprise some people here in the state tournament. Yep. All Thank right. you well, for having me. Thanks, Aiden. And uh, we have a number of other podcasts coming up. We're trying to do this every week. we got some great stories coming up from different people. If you do have some topics uh, that you would like us to touch on, or if you got some people that would like to bring us on as a guest, um, you know, give me up an email or stop by, give me a call to you, and we'll make that happen. So thanks again to Aiden Heim for telling his story tonight. And as we finish every podcast, we always say, too much passion is never enough passion. <laughs>